Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. All right, we're recording. It's a. Oh, I was just going to tell you, it's a no makeup sweats kind of day. Well, now you told everyone it's a no makeup sweats kind of day. So, congratulations. Uh, I know. <laughs> hey, the video is actually working this time too. So, that's oh, going to exemplify worse. your no makeup, whatever you just said day. Oh, man. Hurry this up because I want to go play balloon. A balloon? Just going to skip over the intro. Balloon. Intro, Loud Trouble LLC sponsoring this today's podcast, (laughs) Gen X Talks podcast. I said the word podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you start that over? Let's go. Ready? Take Uh, a breath. Let's reset her. Okay, let's go Welcome to KGXT podcast from the KGXT studios live 100 feet below occupied California. You're mocking me. Now, don't do that. You're not supposed to look. I I can see the camera. Oh, damn it. You know, I'm not. I I, didn't know you were watching the camera. I always have to watch the camera. Did you just finish? I did. I, no, you've ruined it. That that time has passed. I can't do it anymore. You didn't finish. You didn't do Loud One. You didn't I started do... with Loud Trouble LLC. Oh. Loud Trouble LLC is today's sponsor. Big Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All it's right. got to be one of those I days I can't today. remember. It was stuff. Um, Drink some Coke. His birthday was yesterday. Yes, Two days ago. Two days ago. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, look by the looks of him, he's got to be ninety six. He's, he's old. <laughs> You're going to be in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> You're going to get a phone call after this podcast. Breaks. That's right. He's going to be in a little okay. Trouble. I want to hurry because I got to go play a, a thing of balloons. I know. Why do you want to talk about that stupid? That balloons? is such an infuriating game. Okay. Now I just started yesterday, and I'm at level thirty five. Ooh, well, it's not okay. There's a bunch of games called balloons. There's like tons. Well, this one is like. TD6? TD6 or something. Okay. TD6. It's by the same company that makes uh, Red Rain on Apple, that well, other game. I heard that... Ninja Kiwi. There it is. Our original our original son, our older <laughs> son, <laughs> our, our older son has been playing it since the beginning. Like really? our millennial son. That's oh, what oh, Gen Z Kid said. The tree-hugging, pot-smoking... Yeah. L- like yeah. when it was just balloons, not really? Balloon 6 or whatever it is. So, yeah, he's been playing a really long time i didn't even know the game existed but I neither the kid our kid our our most unoriginal <laughs> kid who's <laughs> the if, most famous kid of all of if them that one's our original kid then the last kid has got to be the, the most, most famous unoriginal kid <laughs> the most unoriginal kid he's been trying to get me to play it for a month and to be fair the game it's fun it's a little tough to start playing because you got to place monkeys strategically in a place to pop balloons. Then you hit the go button. You just play. You hit go. I love, but you can click and upgrade during the game. You don't have to sit there and watch. 
Well, no, but I'm trying to get people hooked on it by describing how simple it is. If you go off the reservation <laughs> talking about 700 things you can do, people are going to say, never mind, I don't want to play that it's game. It's very addicting. It is super addicting so, i'm i'm i am shirking some of my responsibilities oh <laughs> and i i gotta stop doing that yeah shame on you the bad part for me about the, i love the game i'm i am addicted to the game uh -huh. but the bad part is is that you if i if i play it for like a one game can last 40 minutes and if i lose I don't want to start over and go to the whole 40 minutes i don't want to start back at the beginning it's too long of a game you know, but then I'm addicted. So about 20 minutes goes by, and I'm like, "All right, I'll try it again." And then there I am, back at the seat again. Oh, don't you're talking about addicted? Do you remember when we started playing video games when they, they first nothing came like out? I know nothing like. But that. they were addicting. Yeah, they were. We yeah. had the Atari console come out, and you're just sitting there going, "Oh, I remember playing Pole Position. I'm gonna get Pole Position. I'm I, gonna get I it. I gotta keep trying." A friend of mine down the street. I lived on Allot Avenue in Van Nuys, and my friend's name was John Johnson or John. He had two <laughs> How names. How original! John Johnson. Yeah, it was two <laughs> names. He had. I forget his other name now. That sounds like a porn name, John, <laughs> John Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Welcome to John Johnson in log jamming. Um, <laughs> It was, uh, he had an Atari, so we played um, Asteroids, Pac-Man, Combat, Space Invaders, and Missile Command until his parents absolutely kicked us out. Absolutely, like, get out of the house. Because yeah. we just sit there and play it, and his dad, oh, long. I couldn't stop playing it. My dad and I were addicted to Pong when it came out. Remember Pong? We yeah. would sit there. I had my dad sitting there Nobody, <laughs> playing I with me. Nobody, I didn't play Pong as much as everyone did, but my favorite stand-up game, was, like arcade game. Yes was Galaga. Mine was Asteroids. Galaga, Galaga, Galaga. Um, you know, I went to Disneyland uh, probably 17,000 times, but when I was a kid, we used to go all the time. And um, I went to arcade. Tomorrowland had a big, big arcade. When Huge. arcades were big, Disneyland had the biggest arcade. And it had yeah. many of each game. And it was still, there was a thousand kids in there. You got to tell them where it was. It was over by. I just says Tomorrowland. Yeah, but where? It was, if you, okay, if space, you're facing uh, Space Mountain, it was to your right. Yeah, right it, as the elevators go up for Space yeah. Mountain, it was just there's, to the right. You know, there's in that no area. More I think it's a gift store now. First of all, it wasn't elevator, elevators. It or was escalator. escalators. Sorry. And they're gone. Yes, they are. But if you were standing there and looking straight at Space Mountain, it was to your right on the curve of tomorrow. Right, it was where you huge. Came in, it was gigantic. And the cool part that I saw that I liked about it was that it had, because there was a thousand kids in there, you couldn't see what someone was playing. You couldn't get close enough to the machine. They put monitors above the machine on the wall, kind of tilted down above a lot of the games, not all of them, yeah. but you could watch what people, how people were doing, how kids were playing. Yeah. I thought I was. I, I thought you I was. You went a, all the way to Disneyland to play in the arcade. Congratulations. Guy, your mom and dad were brilliant. <laughs> they spent Are you making them. fun of my parents? I will, <laughs> I will clip this part out and go, Mom, look what she said about you. I'll send it to her. Your mom probably dragged you out of that video game arcade area. I think she was just glad I was gone. She's like, Here, go oh, play God. in the arcade. I thought I was like a movie star playing because as you're playing, there's a thousand kids behind you watching the monitor above you. I that was that's where my arcade experience came from. I never from. wanted to play anywhere but Disneyland again <laughs> after that. <laughs> Mine was in the Vegas casinos because back in the day there was just one corner of the casino for kids to go, and it was yeah. the arcade. So as soon as my dad won, guess who was getting those quarters? <laughs> this girl <laughs> to keep me encaged right there, so he can they can go gamble. So you said say. asteroids was your story? Yeah, I my have, story. Yeah. Yeah. I have an asteroid story. Okay, what is it? 
I think it was the summer between fifth and sixth grade, if I remember right. And I, we always used to go to Arizona because we had a ton of relatives that lived in Prescott, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Springs 4x4 and Off-Road Center, which was started in the 70s, was my uncle or my second cousin. Anyway, um, so we go down there every every summer. And we were down there for probably a week or so. We went into a Safeway, and there was on your way out of a Safeway, because sometimes <laughs> there was video games in grocery stores back then. So you'd there, leave your mother alone? Yeah. There was <laughs> a video game called Deluxe Asteroids. Oh. I had never heard of it. Now, remember, I'm the king of video games in Southern California, in L.A. County. Really? Who ev- deemed you that? I did. I got, I made, Obviously. I, I wrote myself a badge, made myself a little crown, walked Like around. you do, like the Gen X talk That's shirts. Right. Yep, like, says the just, general. Just my name right You're on still it. naming yourself. Been doing that since I was a kid. Labels. So I walked out to, you know, from the from the aisle, you know, where you check out aisle, and I looked at this game, I said, oh my God, I was going back to my mom, give me some quarters, and so I went to play it, and it was Deluxe Asteroids, and no one had ever even heard of Deluxe Asteroids. Turns out, I found out later that from someone who did distribution on this as I got older, they would put it in obscure little towns and see how it did, see if it would function correctly. They didn't just plop a brand new Deluxe Asteroid into Chuck E. Cheese's during a Friday night. Wait, they, wait, was that at Sunval grocery store? I just told you I was in Prescott, Arizona. Oh, at a Prescott, Safeway. Arizona. Sorry. Try listening to the story. I, I am. I said I was in Prescott, Arizona. I'm sorry. My family was there. We were I'm having a blonde a moment. Week. I told you that, you know what? You really don't listen to me, do you? It's the fumes. There's no fumes. It's just, it, you know what? I liked it better when you I were, smoked you, too much this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I liked it better when you were yawning all the time because at least I thought you were paying attention. All right. <gasps> there. There we go. So I went in and played Deluxe Asteroids, and it was nothing like the other. It was something like it, but it was so different. It had a shield. It had some some really cool stuff. The graphics were a little bit more green instead of the black and white, the gray. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get back home. I come back home. All of my friends, I'm like, I just played Deluxe Asteroids. They're like, yeah, sure you do. I was going to say, I they're said, saying you're full of shit. They did say, every one of them did. You know, there was one kid who believed me. Bobby Tetrick. Bobby Tetrick. That, He'd believe he, everything. He believed me. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm describing it. I'm drawing it on paper. Dr. And I'm like, Z needs to talk about Bobby Tetrick. What is this? Is it, <laughs> I'm talking about asteroids, man. All right, go. And so I'm telling you, and nobody believed me. And then like six months later, it shows up at every 7-Eleven, at every Chuck E. Cheese. Now all of a sudden, it's everywhere. I'm like, oh. I fucking told you guys. But anyway, that was, yeah, I got to play that before anybody. That's I just cool. wandered into a test market. The other one I liked was Centipede. Yeah, Centipede was great. but Because I liked the traction ball. Yeah, the trackball was good. That was very cool. That was a whole different experience than the... Centipede had trackball. Missile Command had a trackball. Yeah. Um, Tempest, if you ever played Tempest... Um, I that did. That had a I, dial. Yeah, I didn't like Tempest. It had like a Tempest. dial for Tempest. That was hard. I didn't like Tempest. But the tracking ball was a new concept. Yeah. Like, that was kind of cool. Oh, so, I love the trackball. So yeah. did I. It was you could, so like, responsive. Oh, yeah. And it was so touchy. Like, you could just yep. barely move it. It was great. The game I hated when it came out, and I'm guessing this was like an 84-ish. Games had been out a long time. Um, computer, upright video games. You were still playing in high school? That's what you're getting from the story? You said 1984. 83 then, okay? It's 83. Does that make it better? Now oh, my, that's cute. 
God. That's really cute. I don't like it when you put my shit on the street out here. You're making me look bad in front of all my friends. Are you turning red? No, because I'm, I'm because yeah. I just called you out. Because I'm getting mad. It's it's anger, not no, blushing. It is not. It's anger. This is an anger red. That's anger. This is anger. Then what's the other face I get all the time? <laughs> I'd like to know. Confusion because I'm talking to a woman. Oh, ching! That's wow. You had to really go far for that one. <laughs> God, that hurt so, me right here, right here. Yeah. Hurt me right here. Hurt me. Cut me deep, Mick. Cut me deep. Um, you hated what video Dragon's game? Dragon's Lair. I don't know anything about that. Because, you know, like most people, I wasn't playing video games in high school. I said it was 83. Oh, I'm sorry. In 83, I wasn't playing video games. Okay, well, I was still an aficionado. I was chasing around football players and going to football games. Okay, I'm just letting you know that Dragon's Lair was a really hard game. We used to play it at the Northridge Fashion Center. And the reason it was stupid... (laughs) The Northridge Fashion Center, cute. You were still mall rat. What's wrong with going to the mall? Now, look, I know you didn't go to the mall as much as I went to the Uh, mall. You're a big freaking baby. I got to back off because I'm just... <laughs> Dragon's Lair was stupid because it was great. Everybody played it. It was a dollar to play it because it was it was a cartoon. Oh. It was an actual cartoon, but you can't in eighteen eighty three or eighty four, whatever year, well, you can't play a cartoon. You can't move a cartoon around. So basically, you had a uh, um, the joystick would sit there and it would play out this scene. And you'd have to move the joystick quickly, tap it once left, and then the character would go left. And then the next scene would play. What? Or you tap the thing to the right, and the, the the character would play the next scene. And you had to just, at the end of it, something would flash yellow, and you had to point the stick one time, one chance, one quick thing. That doesn't sound like fun. And if you missed it, you died. And your dollar was over. And you're dead. And you're dead. Did you die? A lot. In fact, I never beat the game. I never even got halfway through the game. It wasn't until the internet came out 30 years later when someone actually put online, here's what it looks like. And they they ran together a video of what it looked like if you got every level right. Wow. And it would tell this whole story. Because I would have never seen it. I spent $30 on that game and didn't get past even the first quarter of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Dragon's Lair is my most hated game. Yeah. I don't recall that game. At all. Sorry. You know, we have it. (laughs) We do? Yeah. In the arcade upstairs in the game room, that big upright stand-up arcade It's in there? It's in there. Yeah, it's one of the games. I might have to, you know, start that thing up and go check it out. That way you can come out and go, you're right, this is stupid. Why'd you waste money on it? (laughs) I'll confirm it. Just think, we can can start the lectures all over again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll do that. All right, good. Thank God. So, um... What? Are you going to tell everybody about the Coast Guard lunch? Because you didn't really tell anybody anything about it. I really didn't. I posted on the members' um, pages about it a little bit. We had lunch with the Coast Guard. Well, not or the whole Coast, Coast Guard, Guard, but yeah. Some of the... One guy who was a, a fan of the program, in fact, he um, got started on Gen X Talks on these podcasts. Correct. And so he... But he's been catching up on some other stuff. Anyway, he wrote us an email. He's in the Coast Guard. Would like to talk to us about some doing some sort of an advertising gig. So we went and had lunch with the guy, Cool Cat, drove all the way down here from Fresno. 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 A couple hours away. And um, to, to make this a short story, um, he You is, don't have any short stories. Everything on me is long. <laughs> no, I didn't say on you. <laughs> Just I said you have. Everything about no. me is long. There. Is that better? No, it's not better, <laughs> but go ahead. So 
the guy drives all the way down, and the advertising part, the short version of the advertising is it's very difficult to move advertising through any sort of military. They do. You know, Army advertises, the Navy advertises, stuff like that. Um, but he's going to ask for some pre-recorded material that they have. He's going to ask me to re-record it word for word, so there's no question about whether the words can be used. If they approve it, then we can move forward and do some stuff, but it's still going to take months and months to do it. The good part that came out of it is the the guy is, and I'm going to say this wrong, he's a police officer in between three military bases or three yeah, branches. Yeah, something like that. It was it's, really weird because he goes- No, he I, works with the city police. Yeah, he goes- yeah, it's kind of weird. He's, but he's paid by the army. Right. Department of- Department of Army. army. Department of Army. Yeah. Not the Army. It was very confusing. Didn't even know that existed. I didn't either. But he has a position where he's not an MP. He's not um, a city police officer. He is in the Coast Guard. He, and they can carry. And they can carry. And he interacts and he arrests and he goes to situations involving Army, Navy. Air Force, Marines. Air, <laughs> I, I don't think no, he's, Did he say joking. Air Force? No, he didn't. I, I think he said Army, Navy, and Marines were the ones, but he deals with them all the time. And so that is going to turn into an interview. Yes. We're going to have him in studio. He's just got to clear it with his bosses that he can talk about some of his stories and he'll explain, but he's going to drive down. Once he gets that cleared, he's going to, that's going to be a really interesting interview. Absolutely. That should be fun. But anyway, so the, the lunch went well. Um, it just put something very in motion that's very slow, but it also gave us a chance to get to know the guy and bring him down. He didn't give me permission to say his name. That's why I'm avoiding saying it. He yeah. didn't. He didn't give me permission to do that, so I'm not going to say it right now. But that that will be a great interview. So overall, it was a, it was a good lunch. I think it's really positive. And he was a nice guy too. Yeah, it was a really nice lunch. Would have helped if you know the Coast Guard had paid for lunch, but whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the Coast Guard doesn't want to pay for lunch. Whatever. I'm, okay. I guess I'm fine with that. All right. I need to tell you something though. You keep making me on these podcasts tell automotive stories. What's wrong with that? Because well, people want to hear your voice. Want to hear your story? They, they want to hear, hear story time with Genix Dad. They can hear my voice without it always being an automotive story. story. time with Genix Dad. Well, it's a section of the podcast. Then we can, why can I tell other stories? Why do I, that would be an automotive story. Because they like your automotive stories. People are sending me emails now about cars. And, and some of them are like, how do I fix my starter? All right, that's, I can help with that a little bit or point them in the right direction. But a lot of them um, are confused about procedure. Meaning as a, what? As a customer, what do you do when you go to the counter? What do you what should um, I say when you go to the dealership? Let me explain something, and I'm I'm going to try to. I don't want to use the words "dumb it down." I don't want to say that because then it makes keep it, sound it like simple, I'm, stupid. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying not to talk down to people. I'm going to try to shorten it so it's not confusing. But you guys have to remember how most mechanics get paid. Not all, but most mechanics get paid on what's called flat rate. So let me explain how flat rate works. Let's say there's a car and it takes you an it takes a mechanic an hour to do a tune-up. And let's say they're charging $100 an hour at this shop. So the, you, the mechanic gets the shop gets $100 and the mechanic gets 25 of those dollars. So the 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 guy comes out and says, "Here's a car, it needs a tune-up. You're getting paid an hour. You're getting paid $25." That mechanic is going to make $25 for doing the tune-up. Now, what if that tune-up is difficult on that for him on that car and it takes him three hours? You still get paid a, an hour. Right. He still gets his $25. That means he's slow. That's he's slow. <laughs> That's right. Now, that means he's slow. The mechanic 
can't go to the customer and go, look, man, it took three hours in your car, and so I want seventy five dollars no. instead of the twenty five you were going to pay me. You know, we're gonna the the garage is going to charge you three hundred, and the customer will be like, no, sorry, you it pays an hour. Sorry, it took you longer. You you the shop gets their the hundred dollars, and they're going to give you twenty five as a mechanic. Can I ask a customer question? You make twenty five dollars an hour. Go. Can you ask how long? Can you go into a shop or into the dealership and ask how long is in the books to do this? Absolutely. It's called, that's, that's what it's called. It's called book time. Book and time. there is Mitchell um, is the, one of the most common one, all data. It's universal. It's on computer system. They can, they can flip the monitor around and show you how much time it's supposed to take to do that. So yeah. that's one question a customer could ask. Right. Okay. So now here comes the problem. Okay. So let's say I'm a mechanic and I make $25 for doing that tune-up, and mm -hmm. it takes me an hour. Now, the first couple times, it takes me longer than an hour. Well, I still only make my $25. Right. But then I get pretty good at it, and it only takes me an hour. I'm getting it. I work an hour, I get paid $25. I work an hour, I get paid $25. But as time goes on, I'm getting faster. I'm also going on the Snap-on tool truck, and I'm buying tools that'll make that job go quicker for me. I get it to where I can do that job in 20 minutes. So the customer brings in the car, hands the keys over. I take it around back. 30 minutes later, I bring the car back. I'm done because it took me five minutes to drive the car back there. It takes me 20 minutes to do the job and then five minutes to drive the car back out front. And the customer says, why did you charge me an hour? Because that's your book rate. Why did you charge me an hour? It only took you 30 minutes. The car's back. I'm not paying an hour. Yes, you are paying an hour. You're going to pay because that's what it pays. The job, pay, who cares how long it takes? Right. And then the customer has, and the, this has happened, the customer will say to me and say, hey, man, uh, it only took you 30 minutes. I'm not paying you a full hour for that. I say, why? Well, you got it done quicker, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get charged less. Next time that guy comes in and on our job, I take three hours and go, well, now you're paying three hours. Because he just had an exceptional mechanic. That the, do it in 30 minutes. The point is, hour. is that customers don't mind reducing the cost right. when you can do it quicker. Hey, you can't charge me an hour. It only took you 30 minutes. But if I take three hours, they say, sorry, dude, I'm only paying the hour. Understood. I'm only going to pay an hour. I'm not paying the three. I can't help it if it took you three. I'm only paying you one hour. They don't, but they, boy, they get pissed if you, if you go, they don't realize the years it takes you to get faster, the expensive tools you have to buy to make your job go quicker, all they care about is you only took half an hour, I'm not paying an hour. Yeah, understood. They, they're very one-sided customers about that. On the flip side of that, so if it takes an hour and a mechanic can do two tune-ups in an hour, yeah, then well, they make more money, right? Yeah, I can, I can do three tune-ups in an hour. I can make that $25 three times in that hour. I can make $75 an hour if I can do three tune-ups in the hour. Yeah. That Okay, I'll give you a real story. I was I was working in Las Vegas at um a Mazda dealership and they had a recall on a and recalls never pay you shit because the factory's paying you. You know, usually it's about a quarter of the time or half of the time you should get. Anyway, Mazda 929s was working at a Mazda dealership and Mazda 929s, which at the time was their luxury car. Um, if you, <laughs> they had a problem with their windows that went up and down. And as the automatic window would go down, it would unlock and open the door. What? 
the the window would catch. Oh, hit that thing! It would hit the mechanism, oh, and it oops. would unlock the door and open it as you're driving. Oh <laughs> the door no! Would pop open. So they had this. It's true. So they had this stupid little plastic guard. It was maybe four inches by four inches, and it had a hook. And you had to bring the car back, take off the door panel. You, once you took off the door panel, you pulled open the plastic, and you could reach down inside where the window and reach up inside with this plastic piece. There was a special place you hooked it. And if you hooked it in the right place, then you could put the plastic back on, put the door panel back on, hook all the rods and linkages and wires up and test it. The window would now slide down and hit this little plastic guard and that would keep it away from the mechanism that would open the door. Okay. So this little plastic piece, it was pretty stupid, but... That they, was their so, that was how they solved their and problem. And they did. It worked. It worked fine. It worked very well. It's a command hook. <laughs> but they... Uh, they would only pay you half an hour. And it's like, come on, dude, taking apart the That's whole the door panel and all the stuff and putting this thing in, it takes an hour. So one day I was working a little bit late at Mazda and I got one of these cars and the service manager says, hey, you got to do this before you go home. The customer's waiting. And I'm like, God damn it. So I'm looking at it. And I'm just angry. And it's in my stall and I'm looking at it. Before I took the door panel off, I kind of looked straight down. The window? The window, down yeah. inside the door. The window was rolled down, and I was looking down inside there going, I wonder if I could. So I rolled the window all the way up so the window was out of my way. Okay. And I took two plastic wedges. They're like, they, you know, do you remember the old door stops you put under your door so, yeah. so your door would stay open, your mm -hmm. front door, your back door? They look like those, but they're not rubber. They were hard plastic. Okay. So I put them, I rolled the window all the way up. I stuffed them down inside where the window goes and tapped them with a hammer and it spread open the, the door opening. panel. Okay. It spread open the, the door area. Yeah. Now I can really see down inside where the window is going to go. So I pushed the window yeah. aside. Pushed the and window the aside, pushed the, pushed the, the, the actual metal door apart. There's an outside of your door and an inside and of your door. And that didn't mess with the mechanism inside now, it, for I the... Was, I didn't know if it was going to okay. or not. I wanted right. to try it. Pretty good that your girl, your yeah, mechanic wife knows this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so I look down. Now I can, there's a lot of, I can see down inside there. But where it goes is still pretty far down. So I went and got this really long pair of pliers. I took it to the grinder and I ground my pliers super thin. I took this black piece of plastic and I shoved it down there and I clipped it where it goes. And I took out my wedges and I was done in like five minutes. What? Yeah. So I told my service manager, I said, listen, I'll work Saturday if all I can do is these door panels. And he's like, nobody wants to do those door panels. I go schedule every customer to bring it in Saturday. Oh, my god! I'll get them all done. I'm not kidding. I just went around. I didn't even bring them in my stall. I went out to the parking lot where there was like 40 of these things. And I just took the keys with me and my two wedges, my hammer and my pliers and a bag full of these plastic deals. And I just went to each one, opened the door, bang, bang, <laughs> clip, bang, bang. I'm not kidding. I did 40 of those things and they paid half an hour each. So 20 of them was a full hour before half the day was over. Oh my God. I was knocking these things down left and right. And none came back? You had none come no. back with the same problem? No. They worked? Yeah. because Unbelievable. I could hook them right where they go. You could see it. You just had to spread the door panel up. It's funny you should say that didn't mess with any of the doors. Okay. When you get an American car in, remember this is the 80s and 90s when car doors were heavy. <laughs> a car door weighed about as much as a Volkswagen back then. <laughs> and if, if a door didn't shut right 
if it didn't close right, if it didn't seal right, water got in, air got in. Just oh, you in, heard it. Oh, yeah. And and an American car, even brand new, you had to you had to jack up the door and shim, take shims out, rebolt, align up, tighten bolts, loosen bolts. It was a process to get it to fit right. You know how they did it on Toyotas and Hondas and Nissan and Mazdas? Mm-mm. We would if the door didn't fit right, you go and take it back into your stall, open the door, grab the bottom, grab the top, <gasps> and bend the door. You just as hard as you can, what? shut it three times, not enough, bend it some more, shut it three times, bend it. You can, you bent those doors by hand, pushing them where they needed to go. That's how flimsy. Yeah, that's a real safety issue. That's really good. I'm if you can bend you it by we, hand, can you imagine an accident? I'm just telling you that you, that's how we did what? it. And Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, and Mazdas, if there was ever a door that didn't fit right, I mean, obviously if it was bent, but if it was just not quite sealing, you just bend it. You bend it right into place and keep bending until no heat. That's like, okay, the over under on yawning is nine today. That's three. So we're, we're, we're under nine for the betting on that. Um, it's this room. It's gotta be. I, I, I'm taking it personally. You yawn so much. It must be my stimulating conversation. It is. Okay. So anyway, that really wasn't supposed to be the, um, (laughs) <laughs> the automotive story, but I was getting emails and there were some questions and I said, you don't understand flat rate. Yeah. You know, a mechanic can get paid. We, we would get paid, um, six hours to R and R a rear wheel drive transmission in a, in a, tell in everybody what R and R is. Cause remove and replace. You can you. take out a train, raise the, raise the vehicle up in the air, take out the rear wheel drive transmission, put, we got it down to 45 minutes to an hour. But we get paid the whole six hours. Wow! Because that's how that's how you're that's what it pays. And before anybody asks, well, who comes up with the six hours? Who comes up with the one hour? The way it used to be back when they first did this, they would give a mechanic a job and time him, and he could only use manual, no air tools, manual tools only. Okay. He would do the job once, then they would have him do the exact job again. And however long it took that mechanic the second time, his second time doing it, doing it with manual tools, that's what became the book time. That's what they passed around to the country. Why Why a second time? Why would they Because they want you, because you get it familiar. They want him to be familiar with it. That's oh, fair. like a mechanic that's yeah, done it's it like, before. Okay, okay, you know, do this tune-up. All right, you did it. And it took him two hours. Now do it one more time and we're going to watch you. Well, that time it only took him an hour. That becomes the standard. Well, if you're a rear-end mechanic, you could just bust that shit out like quickly or a front end or yeah, whatever. If you're very familiar. Well, that's the thing with, with domestic shops. Um, you went into a Ford dealership or a General Motors dealership or a Chrysler dealership and you said, I'm a brake and front end guy. And that's what you did. One guy says, I'm a tune up drivability guy. That's what you did. Um, but when you, when you go to a, um, a Japanese shop, you do everything. Mm. You are a bumper to bumper. They don't care. They they don't specialize. And if you say, "Well, I'm a I'm a front end guy," they're like, "Tough shit. Go put that transmission in." <laughs> well, I'm ah. a, I'm a brake guy. Yeah, we don't care. This car's got an electrical problem. Like, god damn it. American used to dealerships would keep you in what in train you for one specific area, and that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And that's still that way, as far as I know. My friends who still work in the dealerships. You know, um, our friend Rob was a transmission guy. It's all he does is transmissions. That's it. it. Was just transmissions forever. And but when you go to a Japanese shop, you there isn't anything. You're not allowed to say no. 
you have to do it. So you were talking about customers, what they need to know. So you said, you well, talked just, about flat rate. Yeah, Is there, there was more? a bunch of others. Yeah, but I don't remember every email, but I just walk them through it. One of the things that was confusing to a couple of people was why do they get charged so much when the job takes so little time? And, you know, like if you program a key, right, and it it the dealership decides you're going to pay $100 to program a key. Right. You know, it's fifty. It's a hundred bucks for the key, and it's a hundred dollars to program it. So two hundred dollars, you're out the door. Well, it takes the guy, maybe the mechanic, to pr- actually program it, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, and they're like, "Well, that's not fair." And he's like, the, "The whole thing is they set the price. If you don't like it, then don't go there." Well, when you say set the price, say again who sets the price? Well, like I said, back in the day, it was universally set. There's a company called Mitchell. And oh, Mitchell okay. has is an independent company that sets the price um, for garages. All data is another one independent and sets the and they're very simple. They're always very close, um, but dealerships set their price and their times on by themselves. Oh, okay. So, so each dealership can be different. They can they well get to every be, Ford dealership has to be the same. Well, I'm talking about okay, different make. Yes, okay. they're all different for what they do. Absolutely. How come they get to do something totally different than what? It's their car. It's their manufacturer. They can say set the. In fact, I told you that how they did that back in the day was they would send a mechanic and say, "Okay, let's see you do this job. We're going to time you." They don't do that anymore. Now they go to uh, Ford and say, "How long does it take your guy to do it?" And they make an adjustment based on what the book time for Ford is. Normally, huh. it's a little bit more because Ford me- mechanics can do things faster. That's all they work on. Is well, that's Ford. what I was going to say. I go, the guy doing the same thing yeah. on the car all day long, I'm right. sure so he Mitchell, bust out a bunch. Yeah, Mitchell will go in and they will, um, the, the Mitchell will go in and say, well, how long does this job take? Six hours for a Ford mechanic. They give seven and a half is now the standard for, for outside repair if you just have a shop in town. Uh, we are spending way too much time on car stuff. Well, I have one more car question, and though. because right. Yeah, because this is kind of important. So, because we've dealt with this in the past when we owned the shop, yeah. was um, the, uh, the bar, the Bureau of Automotive Repair. Yeah. Can you explain what that is to people that don't know what it is? Well, this is almost like an interview, how they, I'm doing this. They, they say... That the bar Bureau of Automotive Repairs in California, I don't, I know Oregon doesn't have one. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't have a bar up there, and it's a, it's supposed to be. They say, well, we're here for your protection for the shop, which is a lie. All they do is the Bureau of Automotive Repair is there for the consumer, and there's a good aspect to it. If a shop rips you off, you can go to the bar, and they are experts at finding out if you ripped a customer off. So if you go in there and you as a customer and say, I think I was taken advantage of, they'll find out. And here's the thing. In California, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to say this without exaggerating, you can miss a period at the end of a sentence on your paperwork. And your paperwork becomes invalid and you must refund the customer's entire ticket. Uh- yeah, that's happened to us. And I've said, okay, fine, fuck off then. I'll give them their money back. Give me my parts back. I want my uh, starter back. I want my battery back. I want my spark plugs back. If you're going to make me refund the money, then I want my parts back. And the Bureau of Automotive Repair says, fine, as long as that customer gives you permission to take them off <laughs> because you can't work on a customer's car without permission. 
I said, well, there's no way they're going to give me permission to get my stuff back. So you just gave them all their money back and they Brand get to keep parts. the parts because I missed a comma or a period and 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 you disagree with my, you know, why I why I forgot the period at the end of the sentence. Yes, that's correct. And I can't lose. believe that's only in California. Well, I don't know that it I said it's the only one I know of. I've never oh. worked in New York. I've never worked in Florida. I don't know. But the Bureau of What about Repair, Nevada? You worked in Nevada? Um I don't recall there being a Bureau of Automotive Repair in or anything like that in Nevada. We'll talk about how that was one of the reasons why we stepped away from the business was because Well, there's professional customers. Exactly. Pro- That's customers what I was learned that if you call them and say, Hey, your car needs this and here's the estimate, and they say go ahead, if you don't write down the moment you talk to them, if you don't write in your paperwork, I talked to Sam at 12.02 p.m. on Wednesday, and he, I told him this. He gave me – if you don't write that exactly enough, you miss one part of that. When he comes in to pick it up, he just goes – and he pays a bill quietly. He gets his copy, and he looks at it. And if you have messed up on, oh, you didn't write down the time you called. Well, I know. I, I wrote down that I talked to you on Wednesday, Sam. Yeah, but you didn't write down the time. Yeah. Well, so what? We talked on Wednesday. Who cares that I didn't write down whether it was noon or four in the afternoon? He goes straight to the bar, points it out to them, says, oh, look right here. I know the rules. You know the rules. Then they come back down. I got to give them all their money back. Yeah. There are so many professional customers that if you make one little tiny error. So all the shop owners that I knew jacked up their prices. It was kind of like insurance. Um if they have a thousand customers, they're going to charge double and triple for those thousands of customers because there's going to be twenty that you have to give all the money back yeah. to. And it's so stressful. Oh, it's you terrible. never know. You're kind of working under the gun, not knowing if this car is one of those people or not. Uh, they, um, they, well, they, yeah, they, and the bar will go to court with them and tell the judge that you owe them the money, so you so can't even dumb. fight it. By not paying them, but you think they'd the be more part. on your side? Yeah, they're the not mechanic. at all. They pretend they're. That is how they they come to you and say, "Hey, we're here for you. We're here for you. We're here." That's all you hear them say is that you know this is really just to protect you from these professional customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you really want to protect us, you know, use some common sense and don't side with them all the time. Anyway, customers were the best and the worst part of owning a business for me. A pro, uh, I, yeah, I independent, loved, an independent yeah, business. Yeah, I loved working on cars for people that appreciated it. And we had customers that would give us turkeys at Thanksgiving. Yep. They would remember my birthday and they'd bring in, you know, some chocolate we or had send some me great a pizza. Customers. Oh, yeah, some of the greatest customers I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ones that you, that are bad, you just spoil the whole thing. You don't even want to do it anymore. I get to, if I go by where our shop was, I still get sick to my stomach thinking I don't want to come down here. That's so sad. I don't. I couldn't for it years. It was tough the last two or three years. I hated it. I hated going to work really every bad. day. I hated the customers. I loved the good ones, but there were so many people that were just out to get you as a customer, and they knew they had the Bureau of Automotive Repair in the state of California on their side. It was just it was horrible. Yeah. So it's very difficult, and it made me feel bad. <laughs> Thanks for taking that walk down memory lane. Love that. This is I'm a great sorry. Podcast. No, it was interesting. So <laughs> I this from the last week's podcast till now, I have had probably, I'm not gonna exaggerate here, probably eight emails asking what the app was that I couldn't talk about. Oh, that thing with your, by walking. Your walking app. Yeah, you know, that's your leukemia walk. I don't know what it was. Six thousand steps a day every day in November yeah. for uh 
LLS, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So because you've advocated that, because you put that on the Facebook pages and been talking to people, it's now all over my Facebook feed. <laughs> I can't go anywhere where it doesn't it doesn't show um, other people holding up their watches and saying, look at my steps. I mean, I We're raising it. money for I, awareness I of leukemia. I got it. I do. Their research helped keep me here, right? I got it. I do understand it, but it's just every time I open up Facebook to go do some conduct some Gen X talks business. If, just if three please. more weeks. You only have about three more and weeks. Every every <laughs> fee. So what about this app? What? So I cannot name the app because they don't You still can't? No. Wow. No, I'm not because it's a big deal and Anyways, a lot of people, about eight or nine people have emailed me asking what the app is. Even my beautiful sister-in-law did last night. So you can tell them in an email, but you can't tell everybody in a podcast. Yeah, because we don't, because that's like promoting their brand and it's a big brand that I use. So what is, there, is it a bad brand? No. Then why like, wouldn't you promote it? That's like me saying, I I'm, want not, them. I'm not going to talk about the Dodgers if they don't sponsor me. Fuck those guys. All right. The I'll tell blue them. and white baseball team from LA. I'm not going to say their names because they're not sponsoring all me. All right. All right. So when I say it, everybody's going to go, what? Um, it's Peloton. Like Peloton, the bikes or Peloton. I guess they've gone into treadmills. Peloton. Remember when you I used to. I have no idea what you're talking well, about. Well, a lot of people know. It's a big brand of. They used to do bikes where it has a has a TV screen in the front and you can ride through Central Park or whatever. Well, they've branched out to treadmills, which they've branched out to this app. And Marcy told me to use it when I walk because sometimes it gets kind of boring walking well, we by yourself. We talked in detail about the app on how we talked already about yeah. how the app tells you when to stop, it yeah. tells you when to stretch, it tells you when to go faster. You were just being such a bitch. You wouldn't say their name without <laughs> getting paid. Wow. Wow. The level you I want to be sponsored by Peloton. I want to be sponsored by anything. No one's sponsoring us for shit. Well, what I'm trying to say is a lot of people, when you say that, you think that they're exclusive, that you have to have the machine to use the app, but you don't. No. That's what I thought. Yeah. But you don't. If you go on there, they have the different well, programs. Just, there's a lot of people using it on Facebook, doing this thing you're doing. And it wouldn't surprise me after you told everybody, they're calling you going, look, just tell us the name. I mean, if it's really that good, I want it. It is. It's great. And the other feature is, is that if you get the Peloton app, you can friend me and we can, you know. Wow. Walk together virtually. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world. So yes. our daughter comes over, one of our millennial daughters, and she's Every time she sees me, because it's been a while since she comes here and talks to me, <laughs> she got to tell me stories. So I'm trying. Dad, dad. Yes, I know. I'm like trying to walk away here. Dad, dad, dad. Come here, I can tell you something. So today's story was all about the orthodontist. And I'm like, oh my God, there cannot be a more boring story right now. But that's what it was. It was the orthodontist. And Oh, end, you loved it and you know it. You love of, this daughter so much. At the Shut end of the story, up. she goes, towards the end of the story she goes and you know this orthodontist he looks at me and he's like you know you are my best customer you're absolutely my best patient you're the most wonderful and i stopped and i go did he really say that she goes no but he should have because i am really wonderful i'm following all the rules and i went if i She's hadn't asked you that you just pawned yourself off as the best customer the best patient for this guy and she goes dad i'm serious i should be she's way ahead of the curve she says this guy should have told me how wonderful I was. <laughs> He's just the door the done. He's fixing your face. And so she moves on. But I just thought that was funny that 
I called her out. And she goes, well, no, he didn't really say that, but he should have. Well, you have to say she's using the Invisalign, which is a little different than regular braces. What does that do with anything? What does that make a difference? Because I am such, I was such a non-believer of the Invisalign. It's just a plastic like retainer thing that goes, and I'm like, how in the hell does that fix your teeth? But there's a little more to that now that she's What does that it. have to do with her claiming to be the best patient? In because the- you have to really take care of it. It's not like, you know when they met, put on the metal braces and they just stuck on your teeth, right? I also remember our original son, remember that term, our original son losing his retainer at $500 a retainer. Yes, well, there's none of that. So, you know, how old braces were metal. You put them in your mouth. You didn't take them off till the very end. Yeah. Well, these she has to wear 20 of the 24 hours a day. And then every two weeks, you have to switch the trays out. It's a little more intense. It's not. Oh, wow. Yeah. She clearly deserves an award for that. Oh, shut up. She should you would be, give it to her. She should be number one. You would give shit. it to her. Oh, my gosh. So, whatever. You know, I got to tell all these things came together in my head at once. Oh, I bet you that was a conflict no no i sorted it out nicely thank you very much no who sorted out the people in your brain yeah it's like if you've ever watched loki and the tva and how that machine gathers all the timelines in the universe and threads them together neatly on the other side of this machine that was me that day my brain was working like the tva it It must be hell in your brain it's difficult at times, yeah. It's not not as not as nice as you'd think. Anyway, so there was a. St- I'm just going to simplify. There was a story. A long t- wait, whoa! You're going to simplify something? Yeah, I'm trying to dumb it down so you can understand it. Okay? You said you wouldn't say dumb it down. Can I? Well, you're irritating me. Can I move on now? All right. So if you've ever asked, it's not a, a good really, day unless really, I inter- in- irritate you. Okay, go. Don't make me raise up and put hands on you, woman. I will come <laughs> right across this table. <laughs> I want to watch. Let's will- go. Let's go. Bring it. I will come right across come the table on. and lay hands on come you. Come on. All right. I'll keep poking the bear, poking the bear. So I always tease my grandma. She was part of the greatest generation. It really was. I tried it with a bunch of old people back in the day. So these people were in their 70s when I was in my 30s or 40s or whatever. Watch it. But if you grab, if you tell them, um, a super, super old person from back in the day, <laughs> you say, hand me a dollar. Oh. And they, they don't want to. I'll hand you a dollar. For, just go get a dollar out of your wallet. So my grandmother would go to her wallet and take a dollar out, and she would rub it between her fingers 16 times as she's handing it to me. And I was proving a point to the room that people that grew up during the Depression and World War II, they want to make sure they're not handing you $2. $2. That's right. So they just, out of instinct, when you say, hand me a dollar, they, they try to separate to make sure there's not $2 bills stuck together. Right. All right. That was the greatest generation. I made this demonstration over and over and over again, and my mother, my father, my aunts and uncles, people that are boomers, used to laugh. Oh, how cheap. What a bunch of cheap people. Cheap bastards. They just got a check for a dollar. They're cheap, and they're just, how dumb. And everybody used to laugh. A dollar went a long way back in the day. It did, and everyone laughed at my grandma, including a bunch of boomers. Now. I remembered that story because there was an article I just saw. I came across my phone the other day about boomers are getting scammed online more than anyone else. Now, you would think boomers don't want to be on the computer. Boomers don't want to be on their phone. How can they get scammed? Plus, you have naive Gen Zs and soon Gen As, Generation Alpha. They're young. They're stupid. They'll get scammed. Plus, millennials are just stupid. But no, the boomers are getting scammed. You're going to love this. 
And the and the Glad it's not Gen X. We're no, smart. We're too smart. It wasn't us. It was boomers. And I kept I'm reading this going, there is no way they're gonna convince me that boomers are getting hammered with scams. Which which surprises me because we were told growing up if something's free, it ain't like wasn't ah, that a saying? Yeah. If it's too good to be true, true nothing's is. free. Nothing's free, yeah. But the, but the scam they're falling for. Oh geez. An email will come up and say, um, you have a $7.37 credit with one of your credit card purchases. If you'd like this returned to your bank account as cash, oh, or you'd shit. like it returned to your credit card, it's just sitting there. It was an overcharge. We've written you about it. If you want yours, it's your money. It's your money. Do you want your $7.34? It's an email. So they're sitting down and they're so cheap. They're so like They want that $7.33. They're like, they get mad that they've they've done studies and interviews on the people say, well, I just wanted my seven dollars back. They oh they said gosh. they had my it wasn't their money, it was my money, and I wanted my seven dollars back. They're so cheap that when when the email says you were overcharged, would you like your 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 three dollars and twenty cents back? They sit down with their cup of coffee and go, Well, yes, I would. And they follow through this thing to get their money back because now they're mad that they lost their $3. They lost their $7. So all these boomers are getting taken for scams because they're so fucking cheap. They're going after the $3 oh my that they think is theirs. Oh it goes gosh. back. And these are the people that made fun of my grandmother for, for fiddling with a dollar bill. And now they're doing it. Yeah. You know, the emails I'm getting lately are for Amazon packages. Their emails that say, like, your Amazon order, da 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 and we need to check to make sure that this, this, this is right or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, why would, I'm going over to my Amazon account, not yeah. you, but I get a lot of emails about that. Or there's a shipping problem, or it's something where you have to go in there and check and everything. I'm like, no, but there's I'm, a lot I'm of I'm getting them. the ones where they'll call me on the phone, a real person will say, um, it's like the boomer one say, Hey, you know, there's been a mix up on your deal here, you know, and there's like $200 for your credit card. We just need to reapply it to your credit card. Yeah. And there was a mix up on Amazon or there was a mix up on uh -huh. eBay and we need to reapply the $200 and I'll, I'll talk to him on the phone and say, yeah, go ahead. Well, we have to have the right. We have to have your credit card information to be able to apply the difference. I said, well, how did you get the $200? They say, well, it was an overcharge in your credit card. What credit card? Yeah, name me the last four well, digits of my the, credit the card. The credit card that you used on the purchase. I said, well, then how do you know it's even mine or the right credit card? If I give you a credit card, I've got several credit cards. How are you going to know I'm giving you the right one? <laughs> well, it'll match up in our computer system. Then oh, tell okay. me the credit then card. Then tell me the credit card information <laughs> from your computer system. That's right. She says, well, sir... It's for safety reasons we have to verify. I go, yeah, that's why I'm making you verify it first. For my own safety, you're going to tell me the information, and I'll verify if you've got the right information. Sir, that's not the way it works. <laughs> you're clearly not getting it. This is exactly how it fucking works. Click. Hey, that just reminded me of the story of when I went to the bank last week. When I went to take out some money from the bank. Yeah. And the, you're not, I think I came home, I was so angry and so mad. Oh, yeah. What that the you? teller asked me, I was, I was withdrawing money. That's I remember this now. I was withdrawing a large sum of money, not that large, but a large sum of money. And uh, the girl asked, the teller asked me, what's this money for? <laughs> I gave her a look. I said, what you, I asked her, I had her repeat it. I go, what did you just say? She goes, what's this money for? It's a rather large sum. Why don't I go, first of all, this is my money. Yeah. 
And she looked at me because I didn't give her an answer. I go, it's really none of your business where I spend this money. And she looked at me like shocked. And I'm like... A millennial following instructions. Yeah, I said, when did this become a thing? And she goes, well, we are doing this to provide a service that we are don't want you spending your money or being taken for your money. I'm like... If I want to go roll in the street <laughs> and my money, that's up to me. If I want to walk up and down the street and hand out thousands yeah. of dollars of money, I will. None of your business. You gotta no, just tell them. Say, you know what? If 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 I want to go fill up my swimming pool with hundred dollar bills and Scrooge McDuckett, I'm diving in. And you can't she stop was, me. She was not happy with me because I was not telling her where I was spending the money. I'm like, it's none, none of your, your business. business. I have never had that happen before at a bank. Before we hand you your money, what are you going to go do with it? That's what she did. Well, they don't want you to be irresponsible. It's they're looking out for you. Thank God the government and the banking system is there to look out for each and every one of us. I couldn't believe it. I got in the car and this was the same millennial daughter with the dentist thing. And she goes, what's wrong with you, mom? And I'm like, I'm like fuming (laughs) right now. And she's like, what? And I told her the story and she goes, wow. She was a little shocked, too. She goes, but you did tell them, right? And I'm like, no, it's none of their business what I do with my money. You should have told them it's the money you owe your pimp. (laughs) It's like, I got to pay my pimp is 10%. No, it would have been better is I'm taking all this money home and I'm going to lay it on my bed. I'm going to roll around naked on it. Is that okay? (laughs) That's what I should have said. You should have said that. Oh, well, I couldn't think that quickly. Yeah. I was still, well, still I was mad. shocked at just the comment or the question. I can't. Well, I'm going to go in the next time and take out money. And, of course, I don't have any money in my bank account to do that. You do. But I'm going to go in. And when I get money one day, I'm going to go and take some out. And then I'm going to have my answer prepared. I want you to. I want to be there the day you do it because you're just going to have them just <laughs> They will roll. call the cops on my answer. <laughs> when the cops show up, I'm going to go, can you believe this motherfucker asked me where I'm spending my goddamn money till this motherfucker give me all the oh, cash? Man. I'm okay. So that's the end of that story. But I have a bone to pick with you. About what? What could you possibly? I didn't do anything this week. On your desk, I found. I I still can't believe it. What? I I have done nothing. I just saw money just go away from our bank account. There was like eleven open cans of soda that weren't even finished. It was like half full or not even, or mostly full. Yeah. Why? there's a knock on the door. Go find out. Who, you know it's him. The red light's on and everything. He knows he's not supposed to. The house better be on fucking fire if he's opening the studio door with the red light on. There better be a fucking emergency or a pizza. What do you want? Fucking red light's on. What do you want that's so fucking important? What? I made you your thing. I'm in the middle of a, a podcast. podcast. Why is there stuff knocked over? Look at Wait, We got what? a little rowdy. It's the middle of the fucking <laughs> podcast. The red light's on. Why are you knocking on the fucking door? Because I, I have multiple things that I needed to come in here for. It's racked up enough that I, I need to be in here. The only good right. part about this is that mom... Wait, not now. Not now. Well, no, but look, is, is this <laughs> it's not now. Look how big it is. No, it's way too... F- yeah, moved about half that size. Yeah. You have to measure this across, and you can't just guess in well, construction. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, uh, your that. dad's really happy you just interrupted <laughs> because he was getting in trouble right now. Well, then you're calling it the wrong thing because it's the it's the L two. I know, but you keep calling it the L two. It is. It's the L two plus. I looked up the L two. L two plus. L two oh, plus. Oh yeah. Tell me plus on the list. Well, I you you're know. Not giving me correct instructions. Okay, listen. The this only is cool. It's okay. it. It is kind of cool. I'm glad that you did that. But can you cut it in half? You just make it 
Like oh my gosh! It's, Can it's we little, discuss this later? It's a little longer than a cell phone. Hey, scene. Dad's just keeping you around because he was in trouble. No, nope. wasn't in trouble. He's in big trouble. She said that I left eleven cans of soda full and open on my desk. Yes. <laughs> See, he's not even backing you up. He said you probably did. Okay, there's eleven yes. cans. I counted eleven cans. Would okay. your dad leave eleven cans open on his desk with yeah. some soda in it? With half a box of Oreos. Thank you. Okay, you guys aren't listening. You guys are... Which one are you on here? Oh, my Three. goodness. Three? Yeah. Dude, we've been over this like 40 times. That's oh, okay. Yeah. He's now, not listening. Now you're on. Okay, yeah, well, I, know, I, I know which one's which. Hey, I don't want guests in here. The red light was on to keep people away. All right. There was 11 cans of soda open. Did you hear that? He admitted it? Okay. I'm, I'm not admitting anything. I'm you telling said there was story. 11 open. Your Honor, can I have the floor, please? I'm finished with my story. This was in the interest of science. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's hear this one. Okay. Soda evaporates faster. No, it was way cooler than that. Wait, right. listen. Okay, I'll hear you out. This is for science. Okay, Go ahead. yes, there was 11 cans of soda on my desk, all of them open. None of them were drank out of at all. I will concede the evidence, Your Honor. Okay. Now. Guilty. What happened was, was in the middle of the night, I was thinking... Oh How we do, you know, we do uh, live streams and we show a picture sometimes and someone has to guess what the picture is, where it's from. It's usually 80s related or something. What movies is from, what album covers is from. It's visual. What if, and here comes the brainstorm, what if we did audio? What if I played a sound from our childhood? What if I played a sound that was unique to us being growing up, something that came about? And I thought... Aluminum cans for beer and soda happened. They they were developed when we were kids. Remember the old pull tabs? Beer and sodas had a pull tab. You'd throw it away. These, the aluminum cans with that distinct cracking sound, I thought this will be great. Everybody knows what that is. So you had to do it to 11 cans? I couldn't get the sound right. I was trying to record the sound, oh. and I was trying to record. I couldn't go out to the studio, so I was holding my phone up to it, and I'd open up a can, and the first two didn't make the noise. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. They made some weird half-ass crack noise. I go, that isn't the noise. Th soda cans three, four, five, and 6 were pretty good, but I didn't get a good <laughs> recording on it. So I kept going, and by soda can 10 and 11, I got a pretty good recording of a soda can being opened. Kid, this should have been your science project. He always gets mad at me for wasting drinks and wasting exactly. stuff. Exactly. Like, it what? isn't wasting if you're doing it if for science. Oh, there's, there's your, yeah, there's your get, my, out of jail get out of jail free card. <laughs> it was for the betterment of Gen X Talks. Oh, God. Extras, the Legion hey, of X. Can I ask, ask something? We live in the age of computers. Couldn't you just look up that yeah, sound on the computer? Well, Instead I, of wasting 11 cans? I probably... Could have, but isn't this we more like, authentic? How would people know? Because I tell them, I did this for you. This is, I would say, oh by the way, gosh. ladies and gentlemen, this was you know, my fingers opening up my soda can with my phone, uh, and I recorded it. I, You're welcome, America. I can't be and that Denmark. mad at you, Dad, because I was doing some of my friends. I was making a soundboard, right? And we were putting a ton of random sounds on there, and I had a soda can next to me. So instead of looking up the crack, I did the exact same thing of cracking it you in front see? of my mouth. That is just that's. Do you know just, what sound? But I got it first try. But did you, know you drink the soda? Oh yeah, I drank it. Okay, well, well then. Well, I can't drink eleven sodas. Come on. Then you should have got it on the first try. I'm not that good. I've, I'm not that talented. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm like that. You should have asked me. Do you know what sound with aluminum cans that I bet no one would know? 
and I, you don't even tell me you didn't do this. There's probably listeners out there that did this. But when soda cans were done, we'd put them on the ground. Oh, yeah. Stomp so our feet funny. on them. And the soda cans would fold. The clickety clack. Around the side of your shoes. And you could walk with soda cans on your feet. Do you realize there's millennials listening to this going, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? He's talking, <laughs> what is he talking about? That you, was awesome. That was so great. It was so I love fun it. to do when you're little. And I wonder we were if, so creative when we, we were, were younger. We were absolutely creative. We yeah. used to put playing cards on the spokes of our huh? bikes to make that click, 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 yep. click, click, click noise. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we were creative. We put water bottles on top of like the back wheel, so like like it would it, we didn't like strap, but it would get caught. So it would get like, caught. It would make that. Yeah. Yeah, your shit was dumb. Our shit was cool. Ours is cool. Ours is way more inventive. <laughs> hey, Jen uh, Z, I have a question. You can just say my name. I, but not right now. Because it has it affects Generation Z. I okay. saw something on the news. And I'll tell you it was CBS News because I was at the salon. Oh so God. take it. Said PBS. She was watching <laughs> CBS News. So take it whatever way you want. But right. it said in the next election... 40% of the voters are going to be Gen Z and millennials. Yeah, that sounds about right. Really? You think yeah. so? Yeah, because, well, Generation X is the smallest generation. I mean, other than Alpha, they're being born, but Z is bigger. Millennials are bigger. Boomers were bigger. Boomers did not have all the kids. Boomers were, there was a lot of, that was the movement of women want to get a job and be in the, oh. in the work. So there's not, Generation X is the smallest generation. So Gen Z, you are now 18, so mm -hmm. you could be a part of that 40% of voting. You can be part of fucking up our country by choosing <laughs> the wrong person. That's kind of scary in a way. 40%. That's a lot. Well, that's the worst part is they're choosing what happens to us now. Yeah. They're making the rules. Yes. Or they will be, you know. That is scary. So uh, while you're here, I was going to yeah. let you know that, you know how we always get advertisements from TikTok? Hey, would you like to partner? Would you like to collaborate? Would yeah. you like to? Mm -hmm. we can't, I had, I always delete them. I never even read them. But there was one today called Magic Sponge. And I went, Ooh. okay, I got to see what this is. And I clicked it and I was like, okay, that's dumb. And I just deleted it. A magic it. sponge? It, yeah. I, I would have liked it. Is it like the magic eraser? Like, I don't know. It wasn't anything cool though. So I just got well, rid you of wouldn't, it. No, you don't clean the house. No. Yeah. Why, I would have liked to have tried that. Like, yeah. Why would you, it's just, it was a dumb article. You never care about anything ever that we do. Why would just, I one, know nobody asks for my opinion. Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody princess. wants me to try things out. You wanted me to bring to you the magic sponge people. Yes. What for? It sounds magical. Okay. It isn't an intimate half hour in the bathtub alone with yourself. How do you know? Well, I'm assuming it wasn't that kind of a magic sponge. Maybe it's the most magical sponge you've ever seen. Oh, I'm sure it would have tingled your whole body. I'm not calling How them back. How do you know? I deleted the email. I wasn't even talking to you. I was talking to the kid about it. Kid, we made an executive decision. No magic sponges, and it's gone. Okay. You, but maybe he wants to try it. Okay, if he wants to have a magical half hour in the bathtub <laughs> oh, yeah. with a magic sponge, <laughs> we've got problems. we got bigger problems than, than worrying about what you're doing in the bathtub with a magic sponge. Oh, okay. Well, that bathtub's going to be squeaky clean. <laughs> All right, so we went off the reservation yeah, with that conversation. You, you brought up the magic sponge. I was talking to you about something that we didn't Don't do. Don't talk about magic sponges, okay? <laughs> this, is an, oh this is an anti-magic sponge. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry I brought it up. It. I'm goddamn he's sorry. He's turning red over there. I'm angry. This is my angry. Yeah, he's yeah. turning red. There's steam coming out of his ears. I'm not embarrassed. This is my angry red. You're, you're going to get 1920s work whistle angry. <laughs> what? What the hell does that mean? You know, like the, the work whistle, the, like the... 
end of the work day. Yeah. yeah, that's how you're gonna. That's how angry you're gonna get. You're gonna make the you know steam coming out of your ears. You know? <laughs> I've never I, you know heard what? that before. As dumb as that is, that's fucking cool that he even knows that you're gonna get 1920s steam whistle angry. We are amazing parents. We are the greatest parents ever. Oh yeah, yeah. take credit. Yeah. We are. Well, yeah. If you become successful, I got that from Family Guy. I got that from Family Guy. Well, oh, now he's, yeah. now he's breaking our hearts. Well, thank you, brother. Your older millennial tree, oh my God. tree hugging, <laughs> pot smoking, computer fixing, liberal brother for that. Yeah, and then watch. who brought him along? Us. So yes. indirectly, you're welcome. Yeah, we, you know what? Thank God. Just you're thank God. Welcome. Go all the way back you're to welcome. God. God did make a good choice putting us in charge of a family of eight. Yeah. You know, it was one of the, I know you think this is a joke and we say it in jest. There was so many times <laughs> when mom and I were in our thirties. We'd go upstairs, we, close the door and, and go, go who, who put us in charge? Who, <laughs> who thought that, uh, I mean, I know her, she knows me. I know her history. She knows my history of, of being people. What was and God someone, thinking? Well, she always used to come and she goes, we'd have some controversy in the house. We'd go upstairs and shut the bedroom door and she'd go, someone's going to find out we're raising kids <laughs> and they're going to take them away. They're going to be pissed. <laughs> they're going to come along. All right. Who said these two could raise children? I think our parents said the same thing. <laughs> they probably were they're, shaking oh, their head. They going, had to what? have side bets on how long this was even going to last. I'm sure they did. <laughs> oh, my Lasted gosh. Forever. So, hey, while he's here, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm thinking of getting dad Work boots that all he has to do is pull on. No. Pull on work no. boots? Yes. What's wrong with that? First of all, there's no such thing. Those yes, would be there is. okay. There is. Just so you know. No, we had those as kids in the eighties. They were called moon boots and they suck. They're not no. I remember moon They're boots. They're work boots. Bullshit. There is no steel toe yes, slip on boot that looks badass. You know what? When Carhartt makes a slip on boot, let me know. Oh, Carhartt. Okay. I'll yeah. look that well, up. See, you know if Car what? You know what? Like Carhartt, if they make slip-on boots, Carhartt probably makes a pretty mean nighty for so, you too. So what's the what's the problem with it? That's just stupid. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, man, you got to put boots with with laces and you cinch them up, not that you slip so them back on. Back to the future when they had self-tying shoes, it was bad. Those were tennis shoes. Those were Nike. That's different. <laughs> Here we go. So if it's a work boot, no, you can't do it. No, and I I, I wouldn't mind uh, Michael J. Fox's self-drying jacket too. Can you? Tie your own laces. Yeah. But I don't, I just, I don't want to slip on. So there's no way I'm doing a slip on. There it is. What? That's not, that, I That's can't even work see. That's boots. Yeah, it's work boots. I can't see it. There's it's nothing work, on the screen. It's work boots, slip on. Yeah, I'm not doing it. it. There's, there's no way. Yes, no, you are going to do it. There's no self-respecting man that would have a, you a can't steel toe slip on. work. How, how could you tell? Work? You wouldn't even, you can't even tell what yours okay. are right now. Because your laces are covered by your pants. Okay, so listen. It doesn't matter. Because it makes, how would it even work? Yeah. If you, why would you, why do you have laces? Because once you put your foot inside, you need to lace the boot tight. So if you can put on the boot and there's no laces, it can't be tight. Yeah. Mathematics 101, not even common kinda, core. I feel like it kind of works like uh like same thing how a Chinese finger trap works. You know, you exactly. put your fingers in really easily, but it's hard to take them out. Yes. So you it has that, like a stretchy thing on the side that just kind of collapses on your ankle because yeah. your ankles are smaller than your feet. I really hate that analogy. You just gave. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's really simple. You know, if they were able to do it that many years ago, a then... Chinese finger torture, huh? Where would you get that one from, too? Well, I gave those to all the kids when they were exactly. little. I'd put all their fingers in them. They'd run around the house screaming because they couldn't get their <laughs> fingers out. <laughs> exactly. I remember you gave me one of those like two years ago, and I forgot how to get out. I just went. I like broke it apart. It. Good, I am. I'm I getting you some without laces. I'm not going to wear them. I'm not. They're not going to look cool. They're not. How do they not? You go I, outside. 
They, like, how are they not going to look walk cool? From the house to the studio. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't want the dogs judging me. Alan goes outside. Like, who's looking at you? That's right. The... When he goes to that construction site called the studio. Yeah. What if I do end up on a construction site? You want all the fellow construction workers making fun of me because of my boots? When that day happens, I'll be there taking pictures. <laughs> You think next door neighbor Glenn is going to be like, he's like peeking over the fence, stupid boots. Yeah, see, I can't have that. Oh, the goat brother. that lives over there. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Not, not having it. Okay, can we be done with this? I'm tired of you guys beating the shit out of me. No. All right, ready? Look at me. Don't, don't cheat. Look at me. How long have we been on? It's over an hour. Uh, hour and six minutes. Hour and six minutes and 40 seconds. Oh. Wow. I am so good. It'll be, I always do the time. I wonder if people look at their timer when we do this, because I have to add the intro to it and stuff, so it's longer. It's off, but when I'm looking at the recording, the live recording of yeah. it, she's right on. She's she's very rarely off. There's been some time she's been off by like seven seconds. I don't even know when he pushes the button when he does start. No. I just know how long I've been sitting here. Yeah, you know. Well, every, it's nice having Gen Z kid in here. I'm glad that every woman can say they know how long they've been yapping their jaw. That's a good thing to know. You took that word from me. You what? two yapping. better watch it. What do you mean? Yeah, I didn't take you think you came up with the word yapping? Dogs I mean, yapping. Someone did, but like I, I yapping's started, been I know, but I started saying it recently and now you're saying it. You oh took my it god. Me. He thinks that all that he comes up with words, it's the first time I've ever heard him. You know what? Ain't all my words first video. Yeah. You, oh, hey, shit. guess what? You know, you, since you have a podcast, you are a professional yapper. <laughs> if that ever shows up on a business card, I'm going to shoot somebody. You're a professional yapper. Professional yapper. All right. So you're not even supposed to be here. So just say goodbye and get off the air. What's why? You didn't answer my question about all the... Well, we got to say goodbye. We're ending the podcast. Yeah. Say goodbye. Wow. You guys are kicking me out. <laughs> so me. I now we're never. Here. Well, we're all kicking right, you out guys. sometime. All right, honey. Bye, say goodbye. Wave bye, goodbye. Everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in. The audio portion will be up tomorrow morning. That means Dr. McDreamy can have an hour and eight minute walk around the block. That also means that Tuber has to buy donuts for the whole dealership. And that means that I get to say goodbye wherever you're tuning in from around the planet, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps you're listening in on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember two things. One, wherever you go, there you are. And two, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Oh, that's right. I said it. Yeah.